Merry Meet. Welcome to Witch Magic. I'm Dawn, and I will be taking you on a spiritual journey to all things magic and witchcrafts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Witch Magic. Last week, we talked about how to introduce your child or children to the craft, as well as activities you can do with them. So today, I want to go over books and um, maybe some songs that can help you and your family get the most out of sharing the craft together. So I hope everybody had a good Valentine's Day. Um, me and Chris ended up going out to dinner and the place that we went to was somewhere we've never been to before. It was called Fratello's. It's an Italian restaurant. And it was so nice because we walked in and we they put us in this one little room where it was mostly couples. Um, and there was probably only like maybe a dozen tables in this one room. The restaurant was big though. It had other places to eat and whatever like that. But it was so romantic because they had nice linen on the tables. They had a little tea light candle burning and they had a single rose in a little vase. So it was all set up really nice. And the menu that they had was a paper menu that had like hearts on the background and everything. So yeah, it was really good. So, you know, we started off with a salad. Well, he started off with a soup and we had our meals. Um, I had chicken parmesan. It was delicious. And we actually, I wanted to have some dessert because it was Valentine's Day after all. But we got so full that we ended up taking dessert home with us. <laughs> so I ended up getting the chocolate cake and it was amazing. It was so delicious. So yeah. So I hope you guys had a great Valentine's Day as well. All right. <clears throat> Let's get on with our main topic. So here is a list of books that I found interesting. And you can find all of these on Amazon. So what I will do is I will name the title of the book and the author, as well as the description that, that is posted on Amazon. The first book, and these are in no particular order, just listed by my search. Um, the first book is called the Magic Inside You by Ekram Ash and Pelagea Shevaliva. And I'm not sure if I even said that correctly. And I'm sorry if I mispronounced it. So <clears throat> the description of this book, Aiden has a new school and a heavy heart until his mother helps him understand how he can find the magic inside himself with a little help from the goddess. In this Wiccan-inspired pagan children's story, Aiden and his mother explore their new home and discover a deeper connection to each other, the world around them, magic, and the goddess. This book is dedicated to all pagan parents out there in the world who have struggled to explain their beliefs to their tiny pagans. Okay, first of all, 
One of the things I like about this book is that the main character is a boy. I like this because there's still a lot of people out there that think of girls when they hear the word witch. In my opinion, this book could very well be the author's own experiences. The other thing I like about about it is a first day in a new school scenario. Me being a teacher, I like that. I like books that focus on the main character's nervousness about going to a new school because it is so real. I've seen it often. And I like to explain to children and their families that it's perfectly normal and okay to be nervous, especially on your first day of school. Sometimes it takes them a week, even longer to get adjusted. The next book I want to talk about is Norse Mythology for Kids, Tales of Gods, Creatures, and Quests by Matthias Nordvig, Ph.D. This book has 20 tales made for kids ages 8 to 12. Here is a dwindled down description from Amazon because it is kind of a long description. Norse mythology for kids transports you into the Nordic lands where extraordinary creatures like giants, dwarves, elves, and monsters walked among fearless gods and goddesses. Featuring timeless stories from such countries as Iceland, Norway, and Denmark, this is your entryway into the magical world of Scandinavian folklore. Learn everything there is to know about the tales of the Norse. Okay, first of all, this book was written by a doctor who who has a PhD in Nordic mythology. He teaches Viking studies at the University of Colorado, so he does know what he's talking about. I've seen the insides of this book, and the illustrations are amazing. And okay, if you guys have been listening to my show, you know that I love Odin, and I work with him with the reading of the runes. So he's in there as well, as well as Thor and Loki and more. There's also a glossary with the pronunciations. This is a must-have book for families who follow the Nordic traditions. Okay, next is The Shortest Day by Susan Cooper and Carson Ellis. As the sun set on the shortest day of the year, early people would gather to prepare for the long night ahead. They built fires and lit candles. They played music, bringing their own light to the darkness, while wondering if the sun would ever rise again. I love this picture book, And I actually read this book to my kids during Yule time. This book is perfect to read to children five to nine years old, but older children will enjoy reading it themselves. It's a great book to reintroduce every year at the winter solstice. Next book is called Magical, a Pagan Nursery Rhyme by Jay Artemisia and Danny Chase. This rhyming book is a cross between traditional nursery rhyme and ritual chants. The reason I like this is because, first of all, it's rhyming, which is good to read to toddlers. Secondly, young children can help with the chant once they learn the words. As the description goes, the overall theme is self-value and recognition of personal blessings and strengths as aligned with the elements. 
pretty cool. <clears throat> the next book is called The Enchanted Walk Through the Seasons of the Year by Cecily Ravenwood. Celebrate each of the pagan festivals with this book. Featuring gorgeous illustrations and easy to understand text, this book teaches young pagans all about the Wheel of the Year and its eight major holidays, Ostara, Beltane, Letha, Lunasa, Maybone, Samhain, Yule, and Imbolc, as well as seasonal activities that are easy to do and are perfect for families. This has to be the best book about the Sabbaths for kids, in my opinion. I love the fact that it's easy to read and understand, and it gives activities to do for the whole family. It's just perfect. Okay, now, on to Paganism for Kiddos by Jessica M. Hauptman. This delightful introduction to paganism and earth-centered practice is the perfect start for those who wish to learn about the ways of our ancestors. Written for children, the simple language throughout each page makes this book suitable for all ages and is a stepping stone for further detailed reading in dark green religions and the craft. Kids will love to read this little book, just right for their little hands, and will deepen their understanding of their pagan of their parents' pagan path. Parents will strengthen the bond with their children as they teach them the many ways to connect with nature and spirit. This is a must read for those moved by the sun, the moon, the seasons, and the cosmic energy contained in all. The great things about this book is the connection it will bring within families, as well as teaching kids all about nature, the divine, and diversity. There are a lot of teachable moments when families read this book together. Gotch. Season of the Witch, a spellbinding history of witches and other magical folk by Mount Matt Ralphs and Nuria Tamarit takes a closer look at witches throughout history and across the world. From Egyptian priestesses to Norse healers, this book incorporates poetry, art, mythology, hexes, potions, and magic from different cultures and religions around the world. The reading level of this book is 9 to 12 years old. What I love about this book is that it teaches kids the history of magical people from different cultures. This is what I was talking about earlier, how it, it's important that children realize that there's more out there. They have options. This makes for a nice history lesson in getting to know the different kinds of magic. Now on to Soak Around, Raising Children in Goddess Traditions by Starhawk, Diane Baker, and Ann Hill. Okay, I mentioned this book in the last episode. Here is the description on Amazon. <clears throat> Goddess tradition embraces the wheel of life, the never-ending cycle of birth, growth, love, fulfillment, and death. Each turn of the wheel is presented here in eight holidays spanning the changing seasons, in rites of passage for life transitions, and in the elements of fire, air, water, earth, and spirit. 
Circle Round is rich with songs, rituals, crafts, and cooking projects, and read-aloud stories, as well as suggestions for how you can create your own unique family traditions. So, you already know how much I love this book. I used this book when my own kids were younger. We did all of the activities and sang the songs. It was so much fun. They even have a separate CD with all the songs so that you can sing along with them. Now, this book is 23 years old, but I'm sure it can be very useful today as it was back then. Worth checking out anyway. Okay, next is Pagan Parenting by Kristen Madden. This book also came out in the year 2000, and according to the the description, it was the first book to honestly and boldly approach all of the problems a pagan might face while trying to raise a child. One of the problems faced by all parents is what to say when you get those tough questions from youngsters. You have to be honest, but at the same time, it is important to speak to them at their level so they are sure to understand. The answers suggested in this book are open-ended. Another important aspect of raising a pagan child is being able to help that child develop her or his psychic and magical abilities. The authors suggest many fun activities which turn psychic, magical, and spiritual development into games. I have always been honest with my kids. I believe in total honesty with children. Like Madden suggests in her book, be honest, but speak at their level. Like, if if they were to ask, uh, let's see, I don't know where if they where babies come from. Don't tell them the stork <laughs> because that's not true. Depending on the age of the child, explain to them about the union between man and woman in age-appropriate words. Let me tell you a little story about my oldest daughter, Dassie, when she was about seven. That Christmas, she wrote a letter to Santa. On Christmas Eve, her dad and I read the letter. She wrote something like, Dear Santa, are you real? Do you bring us toys? Because I think my mom and dad buy me toys, etc., etc. The letter went on and on. It was actually a really beautiful letter that made me cry. What should we tell her? As her dad was assembling a few toys for the kids, I thought about this letter and how I should approach it. I'm going to tell you, it didn't take me long to decide just to tell her the truth. So I turned the letter over and I wrote. I said something like, Dear Dassie, this is your mom. You are right. We buy you the presents at Christmas and put them under the tree. But that doesn't mean you have to stop believing in Santa. Think of him as the spirit of Christmas. My part of the letter was just as long as hers. It filled the whole page. When she read it the next morning, she gave me a big hug and we talked about it a little. But she really loved my honesty and she loved how I wrote her a letter back. Anyway, honesty. Because if you are not honest with your kids, who will be? How could they trust you when it's you they should trust the most in this world? How can they trust you if you lie to them?
You're to be the most honest person in the world to that child. Okay, let me get off my little soapbox now. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) The next book on my list is called The Earth Child's Handbook by Bridget Ash Wood. This book is a primer, reference, craft and activity book series that follow pagan, Wiccan, and earth-based spiritual paths. Designed to appeal to all age groups and grown-ups too, the books address common pagan belief and practices. I'm going to keep going here with the description of the book because there is a lot of good stuff. Younger children would delight in coloring pages and paper crafts. Older children will find educational fun with word searches, mazes, connect the dots, and instructional crafts. And parents might find it a lifesaver with easy recipe ideas and inspiration for teaching and building pagan traditions. And the description goes on and on, folks. This book sounds awesome. I've never read it, never even put my eyes on it. But from the sounds of it, there is a lot to do with this book. It teaches diversity in pagan beliefs, the deities, and so much more. It's like going to Hogwarts through these pages, right? (laughs) Even the cover of the books are adorable. I might have to check these out myself. If you check them out, let me know what you think. Parenting Pagan Tots by Janet Callahan is for parents of infants, toddlers, and preschoolers. It includes many details on ways to build a tradition specifically for your family while including the youngest members while also talking about considerations for things like handling mainstream media and other people's holidays. This sounds like a good book to keep checking in with when issues arise, such as your child asking why your traditions are different than other families or why do they say witches are evil in this movie, you know? Some parents have trouble dealing with such questions, and I feel that this book has great guidance for that. All right, so those are just a handful of books that I had found during my research. There are so many different books out there, and I would like to get your take on any of them. Um, Please, if you have read any books for families that I had not mentioned here, or even the ones I did mention here, if you want to mention them on the Facebook group or write me a message or however you want to go about it, I would love to hear your feedback on that. Okay, now there's one more book that's called Songs of the Sabbaths, written by Alexandra Ravenheart. And it's not just one book, it's actually eight different books, because each Sabbath has its own book. But it's in the Songs of the Sabbaths series. Um, Each one of these books has a short poetic tale, a brief history of the Sabbath, kid-friendly ways to celebrate, and supplemental activities for vocabulary building, creativity, and writing prompts. As a teacher, you know I love all that stuff. The names of these books are Imbolc, Breeze Feast, Ostara and the Hare, Beltane and the Fairy Flame, Letha, A Midsummer Dream, Llamas and the First Fruits, Maybone and the Land of Night, Samhain and the Lost Spirit, 
and Yule, a winter's wassail. So there you go. Those are all great books for your family to have on hand when you want to connect with spirit, connect with nature and each other, connect with your spirituality and more. And as far as the music goes, like I mentioned, there is a wide selection on YouTube and Apple and Spotify. You just have to search for them. There are also CDs you can get if you still use those. There are even Celtic and pagan lullabies to soothe your baby or young child to sleep. I use them all the time. So take advantage of these references and have fun with them as a family. All right, you guys. Now I want to draw a rune for you. Because as we spoke of Odin at one point during this episode, let me go ahead and draw a rune. And as you can hear me shuffling through and I got, whoops, there it is. Okay. All right. Before I tell you what it is, let me go to the book. The rune I drew is called Uru's. And let me go to the page. It's the rune of strength, by the way. Let's see. Turn the page here. Okay. The rune of terminations and new beginnings, drawing Uru's, indicates that the life you have been living has outgrown its form. That form must die so that new energy can be released in a new form. This is a rune of passage and, as such, part of the cycle of initiation. Positive growth and change, however, may involve a descent into darkness as part of the cycle of perpetual renewal. As in nature, this progression consists of five aspects, death, decay, fertilization, gestation, rebirth. Events occurring now may well prompt you to undergo a death within yourself. Since self-change is never coerced, we are always free to resist. Remain mindful that the new life is always greater than the old. Prepare then for opportunity disguised as loss. It could involve the loss of someone or something to which you have an intense emotional bond and through which you are living a part of your life, a part that must now be retrieved so you can live it out for yourself. In some way, that bond is being severed, a relationship radically changed, a way of life coming to an end. Seek among the ashes and discover a new perspective and new strength. The ancient symbol for Urus was the oryx, a wild ox. When the wild ox was domesticated, an immensely difficult task, it could transport heavy loads. Learn to adapt yourself to the demands of such a creative time. Firm principles attached to this rune. At the same time, Humility is called for, since in order to rule, you must learn how to serve. Urus puts you on notice that your soul and the universe support the new growth. All right, so that is that. And now, let me pick from the Everyday Spells cards. And this one is from the altar spells, and it's called the power spell. <clears throat> You'll need 
three pinches of dried thyme, one small piece of ginger, 100 milliliters of almond oil, one pinch orris root, one amethyst crystal, one glass bottle. And by the way, I know that I haven't posted these on the Facebook group like I said I was going to, but I do plan on doing that. So please be patient. <laughs> I am I am working on it. This spell works well to give you the power to speak up or if you're refusing to do something. Maybe you were struggling to get out of bed. This spell will give you strength. You can use this oil to anoint any crystals or candles. It comes in handy for any manifestations. Combine all the ingredients and blow in your intention to seal it. You can also place the oil under a full moon for an energy top up. All right, and there is that. Now, <clears throat> before I let you go, I have a fun idea that I got from another podcast that I listened to. How about every month I ask you a question? Any answers I get from you, I will mention on the next month's episode. So it'll be every month, around this time every month. If I get a lot of replies, which I hope I do, I will try to read them all on here, as long as you can keep the answers short and simple. Okay, so here is the first question, this month's question. When did you discover that you wanted to be a witch? Or when did you discover the craft? You can answer this question through my email, dawnswitchmagic at gmail.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. You can also find it on my website as well, you know, the email address. And I believe I do have it on the Facebook group as well. And I really look forward to reading all your answers. Okay, everyone. Thanks for your time today. I hope this was all informative for you. If you like this podcast episode, please leave a rating and a review on Apple or Spotify. Come join the Facebook group and connect with me on Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and Coffee. Share this with your friends. I appreciate all of you. Have a very magical week. So that's going to do it for today. I will be airing these podcasts about once a week, so be sure to tune in. You might want to choose to get notified when I air so that you don't miss a thing. If you have any comments, please feel free to connect with me on my Facebook group. I will leave the link to that along with my website on the show notes. Blessed be.